Help of Hashem, we are learning about Vakama Daf Nun Aleph. We left off on Daf Nun Aleph, Amid Aleph, three lines from the top of the Amid. Firstly, let's quickly review that we have a Machlekes Amiroim, Rav and Shmuel. Rav says that the Chiyuv for which the Torah obligates the, the Boyer digger or the Boyer uncoverer to pay is not for the fact that after someone or some animal fell in there, they got hit by the ground. Even though the person actually caused that damage to happen, but Grama bin Izak and his putter, their chiyuv is because they created havla, foul or stagnant air, and the stagnant air that's breathed in by the person or animal makes them susceptible to become injured or to get killed, and that is where they are considered directly connected in the nezik. Shmuel holds that the Torah obligates the boy to digger both for the havla and for the and for the chavata and for the actually banging or in Yiddish for clapping on the ground. Now, we have a Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman paskent regarding an animal that fell into an irrigation ditch that classically, typically only had six tfachim of depth. Rav Nachman paskent that the animal that fell in there and that was right away shechted is treif. Treif is only paskent on an animal that could die. So the question is, we learned in the Mishnah that a bird of ten tfachim is only a bird that can cause death. So why did Rav Nachman make an animal treif when it fell into a ditch that was only six tfachim deep? To which the Gemara gave a Gavaldic answer. That Rav Nachman holds like Rav. As far as the chiyuv of paying for the damage or death that happens through bird, their death that can be caused through havla is only a havla that's in a ten tfachim deep bird. And if it only has six tfachim, then the animal cannot die because of the havla which is why the boy digger is exempt if death happened. It's called an oinus. But as far as Dine Trefus is concerned, for you to get injured or even to die by getting a chavata on a ground, even of only six tvachim, that could happen. So Hilchas Trefus is not about whether you're chayiv, you boy digger or not. It has to do whether the animal might die. A chavata, even of only six tvachim, can cause an animal to die. Our Mishnah demands a boy of ten tvachim is dafke because Rav Nachman holds like Rav, which you only high for the havla. Havla to cause death can only happen by ten tvachim. Clear. To which the Gemara asks the following question: Eisveim. We are quoting a Mishnah that we have in Masechta Sanhedrin regarding the procedure that is done in executing a man who was found guilty in a bezdin. And he is going to be put to death by skila, by stoning. And as we speak out many times, stoning initially doesn't mean by throwing stones on that person. But the first step that was done, that in many cases caused death, was throwing a person on a stone. Meaning, throwing a person off a roof. You throw a person off something of a high structure, they hit the ground... Now, if the person still did not die, then they would take a throw stone on the person. So the Mishnah says, Beis the elevation of the stony grounds was was of the height of two men. You know, words, two, twice the height of man. How tall is a man? Three amas. So the structure had on it the height of six amas. And then Vitane Allah and Abraisa further expounded the Mishnah that don't think that what we wanted to what that we wanted for the person to fall down 
six Amas, no, it's really, you have to look at it differently. That since a person himself is three Amas tall, and the person was thrown down head first, so really the person is coming down from what height? From a height of three men. Because the building itself had the height of two men. And the Braisa adds, V'koy m'shuloi, harei kan sholish. Sholish means three heights of man, which is nine amas. By the way, we accept the nine amas will be 13 and a half feet. Because we make every amma, you know, one amma is, two, is one and a half foot. So 13 and a half feet of height was needed for the person to die. Now, ask the Gemara, if you're telling me that Rav Nachman holds that Chavata itself can cause death even less than 10 Tfachim. And by the way, the Gemara is equating the height needed, the Chavata needed, the Klap needed to kill man and to kill animal as the same. So if Rav Nachman holds that Yesh Chavata, even the Pachos Miyod, Frihil Chastreifus, he passed the animal is treif even by six Tfachim, Lomali Kulahai. You have to make a two story building. If, imagine six Tfachim. You're going from six Tfachim. Oh, so the Gemara asks back, Okay, very good. Let's say that Rav Nachman, we don't accept Rav Nachman's Psagdin. And Yitaka only need ten Tfachim of height in order for an animal to become treif. Okay, but ten Tfachim, we say, is what, 38 inches? Here we're speaking about 13 and a half feet. They could have made the base kilo 10 Tfachim tall. Ella, the reason why they made it a lot taller was that So one of the applications of the mitzvah of Yisrael is In other words, make for the person to die quicker with less pain. Imagine, this is Avas Yisrael. Avas Yisrael is when you're killing him, kill him in the least painful way. Now there was a great message here. Because many people argue that Avas Yisrael doesn't need to be done to a person who's a sinner. Here we're speaking about a person that's such a chayta, that he was found guilty in a basin and is being put to death. Nevertheless, So there they made it higher so he should die quicker with less pain. So the Gemara says, well if that's the logic, rise it even more, raise it even more. So here the Gemara answers, here you have to balance it with something else. Mishum diminaval. We have this in Masech Tosaita, which is that when you throw a person off a building that's even more than two kaimas with the person, three kaimas, when they hit the ground, their body can become dismembered. And that's something that's, you know, not nice. So on one hand, we don't want to make the person become a nuval. On the other hand, we want to kill the person as quick as possible. So the Chachamim estimated that the right thing to do is to make a building that is six Amas. And then when you add the additional three Amas of the person, nine Amas tall, the person will not become maneuver, but the person will die quickly. But still, Eisve, we are challenging Rav Nachman from the following B'raith. The B'raith is based on a Pasek and Parshish Kiseit say, there it says, Kisif Nabais Chadish. When you build a new house, build a fence around the roof. Don't put blood in your house. And the, and the Pasuk concludes in Kisei, In other words, if you won't build a roof, someone might fall and die. Don't allow that to happen. So says the Braisa, when the Torah uses the words Mimenu, it's Dafka Mimenu, that we have to prevent a person falling from it. Veloy 
that Bach amends litoichai. But we don't have to prevent a person falling into it, which means, Ketzad, what were to happen if you have a house that's built on a very steep hill? You know, people uh, live in cities. I grew up in a city that they're very steep hills, which would mean that it's possible that the Rishus Arabim can be higher by 10 Tfachim than your property if it's built on a steep hill. So the question is, if a person has a home, whether it is, you know, he has, he has, a, he has his backyard and the Rishus Arabim is 10 Tfachim higher and someone might fall from the Rishus Arabim into his backyard. Here, the person is not obligated to build a fence on the Rishus Arabim line. Let's read it inside. If the Nafal if someone fell from the Rishus Arabim into his property, there he's exempt, meaning he's exempt from building a fence to prevent it from happening. The Torah Dafka says, meaning explains the Braisom that only when Amuka Mimenu Asaratvachim. You understand? Only if the Rishus Arabim is deeper than his property. Either, again, it's built on a house and you know. Your house is above and the Rosh Hashanah is below. Or a building, a house. You have a house, so your roof is 10 Tfachim taller. If the Nafal, if a person falls from the roof, to that, for that, one is high to build a roof. Now, question, what's this magic of 10 Tfachim? Again, if Rav Nachman holds that a Chavata Pachos can cause death, the requirement should be, Six, whatever the limit is. What's the magic of ten? So answers the Gemara and the way the Achrenim speak out. Really, you can't say that the chiv to build a fence is simply to prevent someone from falling. It's not only that. Why? Because if that's the case, build a fence around your tree. If someone is going to climb up your tree, they might fall down. There, yeah, of course, that we don't want someone to climb up your tree and to fall down. But as we're learning a lot of Masechtas, Baba Kama, when a person is a Nizak, you have to ask, did that person do something that allowed themselves to get damaged? And the answer is sometimes, yeah. If a person is going up on a roof, that person should have been responsible enough to watch themselves not to fall down. So to fully blame the Balabas, that's not something we do. The Torah was Machadish, that when you build a house, God wants a house to have a roof. So it's more about Azadin Torah. So for that, you have to have something that's classified halachically as a house. Shani bayis. The reason why the, ba- the bayis has to have ten tfachim. You know, a, a bayis has to have four by four amis and ten tfachim height. And if it doesn't have that, it's not in the category of bias. Is it still a hazard? Yes. But we don't find that the traders machai of you to put around all of your hazards uh, a makkah. Asks the Gemara one second, if this has to do with the din bias, not that much with the, with the hazard, when the Brais is defining the, high, the house, a house that has 10 Tfachim height, we understand that to mean that you measure it from the outside. But that should not be the right way to measure it. Because in order for a house to be halachically classified as a house, you need to have inside the living space 10 Tfachim. Dalminei Tikra, and if, if the outsider has ten tfachim, then you have to deduct from it the tikra, the maziva, the beams, and the plaster, or what we would call the ceiling, not the roof. The, inner, the ceiling is always lower than the roof. Megavoy, and you're not even going to have asara. 
So answers the Gemara, Amar that you know what the Bryce is referring to. Yes, the Bryce is referring to someone whose house is measured 10 Tfachim from the outside. But you have to add another detail. That you know when you have to put up a megavoy. That the person carves out the ground in the house. So let's say the ceiling, from the ceiling to the roof, let's say there's one tefach. When do you have to build a maikah? If a person dug out a tefach from the ground of the house. Because taka, you have to have ten tefachim within the house. Asks the Gemara, Ihiyachi, Kiloi havanami ma'avroi asoram, mashkachas lo dahavim megavoi asoram. If this, we're speaking about a person who's digging out the floor in the house to have a livable space, nebach, livable, at least is ten tfachim, even if the house would be eight tfachim tall from the outside, a person would dig out the inside for it to be livable. So why did the Braises speak about ten tfachim referring to the outside? Because a person can dig out the chag beitrei, tfei. Answers the Gemara Ella. We're going back now. That high in the time of the Rav Nachman. Really, Rav Nachman, you can hold like Rav. But not only for the Din Chiyuv of Boyd do you need to have 10 Tfachim. More than that, Rav Nachman holds that a Chavata that happens in less than 10 Tfachim cannot cause an animal to become Treif. Aye, the question is why did he pass in the animal a Treif? It fell into an irrigation ditch that had. Typically, six tfachim. So explains the Gemara that Rav Nachman holds that that if you measure from the stomach of the ox to the ground, the ox is standing, the feet take up space, you have at least four tfachim. And now you add those four tfachim. The irrigation ditch, how much is it in depth? Shita. So together, the four and the six, you have ten. So now let's go back to our Mishnah. If you are saying that you don't need the ditch to be 10 Tfachim, you need for the fall to be a 10 Tfachim, and you don't count the legs, the legs lift the body, so you go from the body to the, to, to the, to the bottom of the pit, so back to the question is, Our Mishnah says, when are you going to be chayev from Isa? Only if she ish mekdei lohamis, which is yutzvachim. Why didn't the Mishnah say b'shita namisadiyam? Because an animal is already four tzvachim off the ground. Gavaldik, a question. Answers the Gemara Amri that must nisin the ignadar leboid. The Mishnah speaking about a case that an animal rolled into the pit. Now there's a machlekes here up until halacha. How to understand the Gemara's answer? One approach is, is that since if the animal will roll into the pit, so the pit will only have Kedei Lohamis if the pit is 10 Tzvachim deep, so the Chachamim made a light plug. They said no matter when, you're only chayef for a Misa of an animal if the boy has 10, ten Tzvachim. Other places can say no. That take, even if the boy has less than 10 Tzvachim, if an animal fell in there and died, the Beisdin has to figure out, if they can find out from Adem, Exactly how did the animal fall in? And if the animal did not roll in, if the animal taka walked in, it didn't see the bird, and it was standing, and if you connect the height from the stomach of the ground with the bird, you have ten fachim, then the bird of Balabar is going to be chayiv. So in other words, there's a machlekes how to apply the answer of the Gemara. Let's move on to the next Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, If a boy was built by two partners, or if it belonged, let me take that back, a boy that is from two partners, 
and part number one, walked by the pit and he did not cover it. Vahasheni, so, and then the second one who, did, who walked by it also did not cover it, says our Mishnah Hasheni Chayiv, if some animal fell in there and got killed or damaged, only the second one is Chayiv, to which Rashi right away gives us the Nakuda that we're going to learn on Dafnun Aleph Amit Beis. Let's read inside Rashi in the Mishnah, Hasheni Chayiv, and the Hadishan is Pater, Zakt Rashi, Ubi Gemara Maikila, Bishihini Chayrishan Lasheni, Mishtamish Vedoyel Akishahayla Chayiv. That the Gemara is going to right away clarify that it can't be that when the, second, when the first one walked by irresponsibly and didn't cover it, only because the second one was also irresponsible, is the first one off the hook? Of course not. The case of the Mishnah is, is that let's say the pit that they are partners in is a water pit. And they were both using it. It was uncovered because they're using it. The first one walked away when the first one finished using it. The second one was still using it. So the first one, Taka, could not have covered it. Because how can you cover a pit when your partner is still taking water out of the pit? That is the case that the Mishnah says. Since the first one walking away uncovering that boy was not an act of irresponsibility, the second one understood that I'm closing the lights when I finish, I'm the last one here. That is where the heel falls solely on the second. Good. And more of that, and that's not all of this. Now, says the Gemara, Omri, they asked in the yeshiva, boy, shall shnei shutafim hechem ishkachas lo exactly what will be the scenario that a boy will belong to two partners. Now let's remind ourselves of the machlekes we had on Memta Summit Base between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. And on top of that we had the machlekes, Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. And the Gemara is going to go according to the way Rabbi explained their machlekes, which said that a boy, kula alma, holds that yachayiv. The machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, according to Rabbi, is what were to happen if a boy was dug in a rishos hayachid, and then the owner was mafkir the rishos and not mafkir the boy. To which Rabbi Kiva says, you're chayiv, and Rabbi Shmuel says, you're potter. Now says the Gemara, one second, ha nicha, if you hold like the way Rabbi explained Rabbi Kiva, that holds that a boy with rishos hayachid, you're chayiv, perfect. In other words, the rishos hayachid belonged to two partners. They were both mafkirit. So we call that a boy of two partners. The Omar boy be reshus ichayiv. Mishkachas lo bechatzar shol shneim uboy shol shneim. The yard used to belong to both of them, and therefore everything in it was owned in a partnership. And then vehivkiru reshusan. Both of them vehivkiru boyron. So you can call the boy a boy of two partners. But Eli Sfira Lon boy be reshus ipotet. If we're going to learn the way Rabbi explained Shitas Rabbi Yishmael, that a boy be reshus ayachid l'Rabbi Yishmael, you're exempt. So, where will Rabbi Yishmael hold you are chayev for digging or uncovering a pit? Only the Rabim. But if you dug the pit initially in the Rishos Rabim, why is it called the bite of partners? Why are you calling it a bird that belonged to two people? Who dug it? Reuven or Shimon? If you're going to answer that both Reuven and Shimon asked Levi, dig it for us. So since the Shliach dug it for two people, it's considered the partner's boy. That can't be. No, it's if the Shliach said, Omri lay. they told the Shliach, Zil, Kireilan, dig a pit for us. And he dug a pit for them. Well, if that would have been the case, it's not Reuven's nor Shimon's. Because of the rule, ain't Shliach let so you're going to tell me, ah, the pit was dug by two people. 
And the example will be, one dug half, the other one dug the other half. And it doesn't dafka mean five and five, nine and one. The, the point is, is that it was dug in part by one and then dug deeper by the second. Ah, if that is the case, that brings us into the machlaikis of Rebbe and Rabbanan. And the Gemara quotes the words, Nistal koluhu that the action of the first one is set aside when the second one makes the pit deeper. So it took, we're going to see in a moment, let's speak this out right now. If two people dig the bar, and let's speak about a bar where an animal fell in and, and got killed. And for that, the bar has to have at least 10 tvachim. So we're going to see right now, so let's speak about a case where one person dug 9 tvachim, and the second person dug the 10th tefach. So the question is, if an animal falls in there and gets injured or dies, who is the mazik? Who is the balabar? So there's a machlekes tanoim. So the chachamim hold that the second one who made the bird into a ten tefach bird, he removed halachically all of the responsibility of the first, even though the first dug a pit in which it's deep enough for some damage to happen. For damage, you don't need ten tefachim. Nevertheless, after the second one dug the tenth tefach, if an animal falls in there and only gets damaged, only the second one is high. Rebbe holds that for Misa, since the one who dug ninth Fachim couldn't have brought death, so then the second one is solely responsible for Misa. But Rebbe holds for Nizakin, since the boy was already ninth Fachim deep and an animal could have gotten damaged before the second one came, so when the second one digs the tenth Tefach, he doesn't remove the first one's responsibility. So, Ha Nichal Rebbe, if we're going to speak about a case where an animal that fell in only got damaged. In that case, Rebbe doesn't say that Nistalkul Humay Sedition, Mishkach Aslam. But Elul Rebbe, and if the case of the Mishnah was that an animal died, or according to the Chachamim, who will hold that even in a case where the second one went from 9 to 10, and then an animal only got damaged, since the second one made it deeper, the second one is fully responsible for the damages. We always say, So how do you have a bite of two partners? So answers the Gemara, That, yeah, Shlami, make it simple. Two people are digging a, di- a pit, and the pit is already nine tefachim deep. When it came to the ten tefach, they both at the same time were the ones that took out the last clump of earth, which together making the bird into a ten tefach bird. That will be a case. Now really, we're going to see later in the Gemara that the machloikas between Rabbi and the Chachamim is only when the bird went from less than ten to ten. And that's why the Chachamim hold, since for Misa Nestalkolohu Maeserishon, we say across the board, Nestalkolohu Maeserishon. But what were to happen if the bird went from ten to twenty? We're going to learn in the bottom of the Samara Baraisa that says then they're both Chayif. So the Maram explains the reason why the Gemara didn't want to give this answer is because whenever the Mishnah uses the word Boyd, Stam Boyd is of ten Tvachim. So in our Mishnah it says Boyd shall Shnei Shutafim, it's a Doichik to make our Mishnah only speaking about a Boyd that is deeper than the norm. So this will be the answer, that the last tefach was dug together. Now, my Rebbe, my Rabbanan. Where do we have their machlaikas? Says the Gemara, the Tanya we learned in When I grew up, you know, on Pesach, So my Zaydi used to sing, he learned it in Yeshiva, in Tanchat and in Varsha. Which Mishnah starts with Echad? 
And that was the Mishnah. Echad achay feboir. You know, Shnei Merech Zimetalis, Shloisho Shoachal Keechad, Arboavis Nezikin, Chamisha Tamen, Chamisha Mordem, and then get knocked, and then you have to go after 13. But that's the Mishnah. Echad achay feboir. If one person dug a pit, that Tisha, that is nine Tvachim deep, Uba Achad Vishlim Alasar, and another one made it into 10. So the Tanakama holds, the Chachamim hold, Ha'achrin Chayiv, and it's important, not only is the Achrin Chayiv by himself, if an animal died, but even if an animal fell in and only got injured, and the bird was already a bird that could injure by nine. Nistalkaluhu Maiserishim. Rebbe says, no, 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 no. That Achar, Achra and Lamisa. You're right. For Misa, Nistalkaluhu Maiserishim, because the nine Tefah couldn't cause death. But the Achar, Shneim Lemizakin. But if an animal got damaged, they're both responsible. Now, by the way, there was a big Machlaikis. How to measure Shneim Chayavim. How do you measure that? In other words, like, if one dug nine and one dug ten, is it 50-50? Or is it only 50-50 if one dug five and the other one dug five? Or not even that? That's a whole topic which is complex. So my time, the Rabbanan explains the Gemarim, the Amar Kroa, Ki Yiftach, if a person uncovers a pit, or Ki if you dig a pit, and here again, this is already the third time, we're asking, Im al if the trader is telling you that for just uncovering a pit, your chayiv, al certainly for digging your chayiv. So why did the trader have to repeat digging? Ella answers the Gemara, this is the Chachamim, Lahavi kaira achar kaira. That the trader is speaking about the same pit, that one dug the tenth after another person dug the ninth. That the trader is telling you that the last digger shesilik maiserishen. Now the Rebbe Yamar Lach Rebbe says you can't learn anything from the trader repeating kiyiftach v'chiyichra because hanu misrach srichi kidomrinon. And by the way, we gave two different reasons. Reason number one we learned according to Rabba that holds say Rabbi Shmuel say Rabbi Kiva hold boy b'rishos Rabbim yerchayiv. The trader repeated kiyiftach v'chiyichra to teach you that it's not about owning the boy yerchayiv for creating the hazard even if you don't own it. That was one limit. The other limit we learned was that if the trader only would have said that you're chayiv for uncovering the pit, you would have thought that for uncovering the pit, the only thing you need to do to get off the hook is covering it. Because the Pasuk says, which means if you would cover it, then you're good. So you would have thought, you know when it's enough only to cover it, if you only uncovered it. But you would have thought that if you dig it, maybe you're only off the hook if you fill it up. Or in reverse, maybe if the trader only would have spoke about digging, then the, the Havamina would have been only for digging your chayv. If you only uncovered it, since you didn't make any original bird, maybe you're going to be completely off the hook. So we had other limudim. So the Gabbana says, no, that Rabbanan also needed to learn whatever we just spoke out right now, because he holds of both of those dinim. Since the trader speaks in the singular... And by the way, it says twice, ish, v'chiyichra ish boir, I'm sorry, v'chiyiftach ish boir, v'chiyichra ish boir, to tell you, echad v'loi shnaim, only one is chayif, and now the trader doesn't say which one, but logic dictates, if only one is chayif, who should be chayif? The last one. V'debi, yeah, the trader speaks in the singular. We'll get to that soon in the bottom of the Amid. We're speaking Dafka about 9 to 10, or less than 10 to 10. Says the Gemara of the Rebbe, Hahu, to teach you another Limud, that ki, ki yichre ish bar, 
that if my ox dug a pit in the Rishos Arabim with its feet, again, we're not speaking about ethically, I should, have, I should have right away fixed it. But if I didn't and someone fell in or I got injured, I'm not chayiv. Only if the man dug a pit. So the Gemara says, yeah, you're right, that Abanon also holds But the trader writes twice the word ish. Today ish today ksivi, like we mentioned. That one is ish And the second one is only one person is chayiv. The Rebbe, I did the cost of high, cost of high. It's not extra, the trader also wants to be symmetric. One ish was needed to be moitzi the shoyer boyer. So the Torah repeated it again. Now, umimai, the lechayuva basra, still, you chachamim know that one is chayiv, but who says it's the last one? Dilma lechayuva kama, maybe it's the first one. So here the Gemara is not going to suffice with the Svara, but we're going to bring a Pasik. Don't think that way. Why? Because since the Pasik says, that the one who made the pit, which teaches you the one who made the pit capable of causing a maze, he should be the one that's liable to pay for the death itself. And we have that before in the Masechta. What is learned from this What happens if a Hamukdashim should not follow bird? If, an, if I designate an animal and later it gets, if it gets blemished, so once the animal gets blemished, it could be redeemed. And once it's redeemed, even though now it, there is no Kedusha in it, but there are still certain limitations as to what I cannot do with that animal. It's Asr Begizah Avaida. you can't share it, you can't work with it. If it dies without Shechita, you cannot feed it to your dogs. Even though normally Nevela could be given, you can have Hanah from Nevela. So there are certain restrictions to it. So we learn from over here that since the Torah says the Hamei if I dug a pit and an animal that is Suli Hamikdashim that was already redeemed fell in it, since the owner of the animal cannot keep the mace because he can't feed it to the dogs, I'm Bechlamat Chayef to pay for him. Should not follow a bird that I'm potted. Because it says, only I'm a to pay. So we already learned something from it. And you don't learn two things from the same Pasik. To which the Gemara answers, this is not called learning two, two things from the same Pasik. Omni, the one who made the pit capable to cause death, he's the one that's chayef to pay. Yes, the trader is excluding to tell you that if the mace is not yours, you're not chayef to pay. But who is the one that is or not chayef to pay? The one who caused Misa. The one who caused Misa is always the last one. Now, now let's go on. So, Atkan from 9 to 10. From less than 10 to 10. Again, Amachloik is Chachamim and Rebbe. Chachamim hold that for everything, the second one is liable. Rebbe holds only for Misa is the second one liable. So now we're going to call this Brisa, Brisa number one. The first one dug a pit already ten tvachim deep, and the other one made it twenty, and the and he made it into thirty tvachim. Here kolam chayavim, because since the first one already made a full fledged bird, we don't say nistalko On the other hand, we don't say the second one was off the hook. Whoever was involved after ten is going to be chayiv, and again we spoke at the Maram, the Gemara didn't want to give this to explain the Mishnah, why do you have a boy shal shnei because a boy normally only means of ten tvachim. Now, as the Gemara, how can you say, Braisa number one, they're both 
obligated. Vidiminu, I have a contradiction from another Braisom where it says, one dug a pit of ten Tzvachim. Ubo, Acher, and another one came and plastered the boir and drew designs in the plaster in the boir, says the Braisa. The, the last one is Chayiv. As we'll see in a moment, because the last one, by putting plaster, caused the air to become even more foul. But one second. But it was already ten Tzvachim deep. So turning the Amit, perhaps the only way to reconcile these two braisas is by saying that that the first braisa that says that when you go from 10 to 20 both are equally chayiv that will go according to Shitas Rebi just like we saw that Rebi hold that when it comes from less than 10 to 10 for Nezek they're both chayiv so now that you went from 10 to more since the one who made 10 already made a bird that can cause death, so we don't say Nistalko my sedition. It would fit. And how the second Braisa that says that only the second one is Chayiv is going to be the Rabbanan. But even though the first one was already enough Kadei Lohamis, just like even though the, the nine Tefach bird is enough Kadei Lohazik, Chachamim hold Nistalko my sedition. It fits. So Amar Abzavid, you don't have to say that. That Rabbanan, I can tell you that both Braises are the Shittas of the Chachamim. And now, that's going to explain the second b'raisa. However, atkan that ho'achran chayiv. When do they say the last one is chayiv? kamashir misa. Only when the first one did not hit ten tfachim. kamashir misa. But once the first one made a bird deep enough that it can already kill, even the rabbanan amayda that everyone is chayiv. In other words, there's a certain logic to that. When the second one's action changed the power of the bird for a certain area, so the Chachamim can say, since it's changed for one area, it's changed for all areas. But if it was already a bird that can be mamous, so there's no difference in the, poten- in the potency of the bird. So everyone is responsible. But now, very nice, Shkoyach. So you explained the first b'raise, but what about v'had v'siyed v'chiyed? D'cha'avet kamashir misa, and still v'ktonim achran chayiv? So Amri, they explained that Hasam, Shuloi Hoyaboy Hevel, as we'll learn later in this Amid, and now we're going to see clearly that the Gemara now, and in the next Ikada Amri, we are only following Shitas Rav, the Chavata, which could cause death, is not that for which you are Chayif to pay. You're only Chayif to pay when you create foul ear. Foul ear will only be in the bottom of a pit if the pit is deeper than wider. The moment there's more width than the depth, than ear goes in there. And that was the case of the second b'raisa. So, the, so it had ten t'fachim depth. But since it was wider than ten t'fachim, it was ten t'fachim deep, and it was ten t'fachim plus a couple of centimeters wide. Now that a person put plaster, they brought it to less than ten t'fachim width. So now only the last one is going to be chayiv, lahanis, because that shit is chachanim, that nestal kaluhu maizri, that is one answer. So now we're going to say that. They both equally chayev. We don't say nistalkolu my sedition. Now, very good. Now, another explanation that Omar Abzvid, the opposite, 
And Rashi says, look inside Rashi, it's Mamash on the side of the Gemara, a little bit one line beneath. The reason why the Ikad Amri did not want to accept the previous explanation, because if it's the Rabbanon, that just like the Chachamim hold, that when you go from 9 to 10, you completely say, so here also, why would the Brises say that they're both Chayiv? That's the question on the first explanation. Why don't we say that Nistalkul completely my sedition? So we are rejecting the logic. The Chachamim hold Nistalkul my sedition. The Chachamim hold only the second one is Chayiv. Adarabah, both Brises go according to Rebbe. Now, the first Brise makes sense. Because Rebbe only said Nistalkul my sedition when the second one changed the status. And only for Misa. For Nazak and the both Chayiv. In the first Brise, since they're both. It's already Lamisa by the first, so the first one is never off the hook. However, the second price has to be explained. Again, the same answer. That's amazing. It was so wide that not only can an animal not die, an animal would not even have enough foul air to get injured. So here, Taka, the first one did nothing. That's why Rebbe holds that only the last one is liable. Let's move on. Omar Rava says Rava. And again, we're going here. L'shitas Rav. Havloi. Omar Rava. Hiniach even al pihaboid. If a person, let's not just say he put a stone. Let's say there was a bird that was deep ninth fachim. And someone made a rim of stones around that pit. So now the earth around the pit was elevated another tefach, all around it. So now, you have a ten tefach deep pit. So again, if you made a rim of stones, around the bird that is nine tefachim, and because of your rim of stones, says Rav, I want you to know, this is the machlekes rabbi in the Rabbanon, which is, the second one is the only one that's going to be chayif, no matter what happens. According to Rebbe, depends. If an animal fell and died, then only the second one is chayif, because he made it into ten. But if an animal fell and got injured, since it would have gotten injured even by nine, we don't say nistalko my sedition, they're both chayif. Try to gemara pshita. That was the machloikis. Says the gemara, no. Mao the teimam, that the machloikis we had on the b'raise Rebbe and the chachamim, was what the second person dug it deeper in the pit. The reason why we have the concept of is because the other one who went deeper brought a whole different type of foul ear deeper in the pit. You dug out the area in which the hevel went in. You are directly connected to the new worse havla. But here in the case of Rava, since the loy havla did you did not put the hevel in there because you didn't touch the tenth tefach. You just added the walls on the top, a maloi, that you're not liable. And here we might have said, you know what? That not lerebi nor lechachomim is the second one liable. Komach Malan, that it makes no difference. You don't have to manipulate the earth in the place of the new hevel. If you made it into ten, that is the machlekes that I mean, the chachamim. Continues the Gemara by Ravim. And as we are going to learn that Rav's question is only the chachamim. No, it's the chachamim who hold. That we apply nistalku luhu maiserishin, even lenezakin. Means even though the first one made a pit of nine tefachim, which could cause nezek. 
if, the, if someone added to it, he made it a bird of a new category, now it's a bird that can be mamus. We only consider it a bird of the second. So now, and only on that, asks Rava a Gavaldika question. To this case, Reuven dug a pit of nine tefach. Shimon is the one that dug out the tenth tefach. Atkan, if everything would stay the way it is, if an animal gets injured or dies, lachachamim, only Shimon is chayiv. But before something happened, Shimon filled in the tefach that he dug. He dug out a, tef, a tenth, and now Tom Tefach, he fills it in with earth. Or, if he was the one that added the rim of stones, now Vesila Kavana. The Valdeke question. So, me, I mean, we say, whatever he did, he took away. And now who's back on the hook? Only to Uven. Or, again, this is only Lachachamim, do we say, since when he made the tenth Tefach, Nistalku Maiserishon. Once there is an Estalko Maiserishon, once Reuven is out of the picture, Yechap. So now the only person here is Shimon. So yeah, if Shimon filled it up a Tefach and an animal died, there's no Chiyuv because it's a nine Tefach boy. But if an animal gets damaged, it's still on Shimon. The Kamalei Kula B'Rishusei. Gavaldik, Teiku. There's Estalko Maiserishon taken to the point that once you pass in Estalko Maiserishon, the first one is completely off the hook. Take him. If you have a pit, that's only eight tfachim deep. However, from the eight tfachim, the two of the eight, or there are six tfachim that are pit, but two of them are filled with water. Now, the gravity means that two on the bottom are filled with water. It's eight, but it's not eight of air. It's six of air and two of water. Said Says Rabbah, Barbar Khan, in the name of Shmuel Bar Marto, that here you chayib for death. Why? Again, we're going that what kills an animal is the havla. And water, you know, adds humidity. When there's water in a pit, the foul or stagnant air is more potent. Maitama, called tefach de maya, every tefach of water is kitrei de yabashadami. It's as if there's two empty uh, air spaces. Okay, we accept that, but now we're going to ask questions. So they asked, okay, what happens if the boy is nine? There's only one tefach of water. Now, if every tefach of water is like two tefachim, so nine, but if the ninth is filled with water, it should be like ten. But maybe not. Do we say, since we don't have that much water, you only say that one tefach of mayim adds foul ear, one tefach equals two, if there's two tefachim of water. Maybe one tefach of water is not enough humidity. Or do we say, who cares? Since the water only begins deeper, even though there's less water, but it will cause foul air as if it was two tefachim. And you'll be chayib for misa. Or another question, if you have a bird that's only seven tefachim, but here you have three tefachim, armayim, you have more water, and again, if three, if every tefach of mayim is two tefachim, so here you have, you have 11, right? You have 7, okay, but you have from the 7, you have 4, 4 and 6, yeah, you're right, it's 4 and 6, you have 10, no, it's from the 7, 4 is here, that's 4, and the other 3, it becomes say, 6 and 4 is 10, me, I mean, do we say, keep the nefishimaya tfei, is behavlo, do we say, oh, for sure, there's even more water, there's more hevel. 
Oidilma, Kivan Dolei Amka, since it's not as deep, because the whole thing is only seven, maybe less will have Again, take whom? Look at this question. What happens if if a second digger only widened the pit? So Rabbi responded, If a guy widened the pit, what's your question? If anything, the second one should be thanked. Because the wider the pit, the more ear goes into it. So Amalei, to which Rav Shizvi responded, Adarab, no, no, no. In other words, if you make the rim of the pit wider, then it's a bigger liability because a person, let's say, who only would have walked until this point, wouldn't have fallen in, but now walking to the same point, now you will fall in. Oh. So says the Gemara, Elo Amaravashi. Now finally, we have a Shita. Ravashi does not hold like Rav. That's the way you'll understand the Gemara. Ravashi holds like Shmuel, that's very important. Now Shmuel doesn't disagree with Rav. Shmuel adds to Rav. Shmuel says that Yechayev, the Balabayr is Chayev, both for the Havla and for the Chavata. So says Ravashi, Nechsanan, we have to see, Iba Havla Moyes, if the animal died because of Havla, how would we know that if the animal fell head first? So we know that the, the head was in the bottom of the pit. Since this person widened the pit, and we're going to learn that this explanation of Ravashi is that the animal did not fall in from the expanded area. If the animal fell in from the guy who made it wider, did not make it wider 360. He made it wider on one side. Let's learn that way. There's many big machlekas how to learn the Ravashi here. The animal fell in from the unwidened part. And that says Ravashi, if it died from Havla, he's for sure the second one is not responsible because he added good air. But but if he died because he got hit, because for example it fell backwards, the animal falls backwards, then you can't blame any foul air. It only died because of the clap. Even though the animal did not fall in from the widened part, since this person widened the bird, he made the bird a greater hazard. So you made it, to, and he died from the hazard of the bird. Other people say that Ravashi answered, no, very simple. The only thing you have to look at is, from where did the animal fall in? If he fell in from the place that the second one expanded. Ah, if that's the case, Now, by the way, and what will be the din? So this really goes back to Ramachlech Yisrael in the Chachamim. But the second one is definitely a partner here. Whether we say silik my sedition, whether we don't say that's a machlekes tanoim. But But if the animal fell in, not from the expanded place, but from the same place that the first one left, then the second, then the second guy is completely off the hook. And why is he completely off the hook? Because Adarabo, he added more ear in the pit. We learned, it was stated, Atkan, we spoke out, that if the pit is narrower than deeper, there's Havla. The air doesn't go to the bottom. If the pit is wider than the depth, then there is good air. There's no Havla. What's going to be if it's exactly the same? So here are Machlekes. Rabbah and Ab Yosef, the Amri Tarvayu, they both had an opinion which were different. But they both quoted the same source. They both quoted Rabbah Bar Barchana that says in the name of Rabbi Mani, 
but they're both quoting not the same thing, says the Gemara, Chad Amr, one of them, either Rabbi or Rabbi Yosef, says, Even when it's equal, it still has Hevel. The only time it does not have Hevel, if, if it's wider than deeper, and the Chad Amr, the other one, Rabbi Rabbi Yosef says, you have to have more depth than width. If it's equal, there's no hevel. Now we're going back to the... No, no, no. You read it good. The second one says that it's only going to have hevel if it's deeper than wider. Meaning if it's equal, there is not hevel. The first one says if it's equal, there is hevel. Right. Now the Mishnah said... Again, two people, there are two shutfim. One of them, the Mishnah says, walks by the pit, doesn't cover it, but the second one is still there. Then when the second one leaves, only the second one is responsible. So here's, we, we learned that Ashi, this is the Gemara. And the Mishnah says that the second one himself is liable. So asks the Gemara, like we spoke out, it can be that just because the second one was irresponsible, that the first irresponsibility is completely ignored, there's something missing, like we spoke out. So Rabbi Yosef, again, that both of them explain the Mishnah quoting the same source, but each one said something else. Mishmei Rabbi Barbarchana, that said in the name of Rabbi Mani, either Rabbi Yosef says, Mishemani Mishtamish, that the Mishnah is only referring to a case that when the first one walked away, let's say it's a, a boy that has water, and they are partners in the water, and they're taking water out. The first one finished taking his need of water, but the second one was still busy, so he couldn't cover it. That alone is enough to take the first one off the hook. Now, the Chiddush here is that he's not specifically required to tell the second one, hey, remember, cover it, even if he didn't say that. The fact that he walked away in a responsible way because he couldn't have covered it, your partner is taking water out, so he's off the hook. However, the Omar, the other one says that just walking away is not enough. There has to be a specific conveyance of responsibility. Which means that when is the first one off the hook? We're going to touch the cover. Other people touch the pail. doesn't matter. That if the first one takes the cover of the pit and he hands it over to the second, that is when he's off the hook. Because that is a specific action of, hey, you have to cover it. If he just Tom walked away, that alone is not enough. Machlekes Amaroyim says the Gemara. I want you to know that this Machlekes is Ketanoi, and the and the Brayse says clearly that Hamadlim Mayim and Haboyd. The Brayse is speaking about a case where two partners own a pit, and one of them is taking water out of it. Hanachli, and the other one came and says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. don't don't cover the boy, leave it." But Ani Edla Mayim, I need to take out my water from the pit. If when the first one walked away, the second one was busy using it, so then he's putter. However, no, that's not enough. Do you know when the first one is putter? Only only if the first one handed over the cover. 
See, that's a specific conveyance of responsibility. But Michael Mifligi, what's the machlekes? A cover. We're going to touch cover. It doesn't really matter. Let it be bucket. He has to give him over the bucket. It's not just he's so busy. By doing that, he's telling him, it's on you. You have in yeshivas, you have in the shul. A person uses a siddur. The price can speak about that. I took it out of the bookshelf. I didn't put it back because you, you used it. So who is responsible to put it back? That's the machlik is here. I'm a Raymond Tanoim. If it's just enough by someone else using it, then the second one has to put it back. According to Rabbi Yezid ben Yaakov, the first one has to tell the second one, hey, when you finish using it, you put it back. That has to be a conveyance of respect. And if not, the first one is chayv like the second one. Says the Gemara, look at this, but my komifligi, what is underlying their machloikas? And every now and then, we go back to the sugi of Bereiro. Now, I want you to know that this is not the typical Bereiro, but it works somehow on the lines of Bereiro. What's the Bereiro? Bereiro means retroactive clarification. So, let's speak about two people owning something that can never be fully divided 50-50. Even if you're going to say that the water, there's a limited amount of water, and every partner has 50. So again, Bereda means that once I take my water, it, it proved retroactively that that was always fully mine. It's not shared water. I can take some of yours because you can take some of mine. Aim Bereda means there is no retroactive clarification. It belonged to both of us. After I took my part, then it's mine. But let's take it further. The water is something that can be divided. The pit itself, the bricks themselves, the plaster themselves is always shared. So really, yesh bereira or ein bereira applied to a case of partnership means how do we view partners? Do we say that each partner is a 50% full owner of their 50%, a 50% owner? In other words, I fully own my 50%, yesh bereira. Ein bereira means that both of us own 50% of everything. And that, go, that explains this machloike. Says the Gemara, which means that the one that's using their portion is only using their portion. They're, they are not borrowing anything from someone else. Now, by the way, we learned many times that a shaymer is chayev for nezakim. So if one partner is not automatically a shaymer and therefore responsible for the other, the second one is not responsible for the first. When are we going to say that the second one becomes the only one responsible if the first one told him you are responsible and he accepted it? But if not for that conveyance, he's not automatically a shaymer. He's only watching out of his half, not the other half. And however, that Abanan hold Ein And if you hold Ein each one is using some of the others, which means each one is automatically a shaymer over the others. A shaymer is fully chayv ben azakin. Amar Ravina says, Ravina v'azalatamayu, when they have the same exact machlekes by another case of partnership, that it says in a Mishnah, hashutafim, if you have two partners, shenadru hanoaz emizad, that they both made a neder not to benefit from the other, and they own a yard together, so the hachamim hold, again, ein bereira, meaning that it's not that each one fully owns half. Each one owes part of everything. So if I own part of everything, you, who cannot benefit from me, cannot walk into the yard. Because we can't say that you're walking into your part. No, And here also we say, 
And therefore, but And therefore, since they both own a piece of everything, they cannot walk into this yard. Let's hop in one more line. When a person sells a pit to his friend, the moment you hand over the cover, then the buyer acquired it. Exactly what is Rabbi Elazar talking about? If the buyer wants to affect a king in true money, then taking the, giving over the cover, taking the cover, if you want for it to be affected through a king in Kassif, then money will make the king. If the king is going to be done through a proprietary act, meaning by the buyer using the pit, taking the cover is not enough. Answers the Gemara Lo'olam, the case of Rabbi Lazar is that the desired Kenyan is going to be a king in Chazak. And Eina Hanami, before the buyer uses the pit, he will not acquire it. So what does Rabbi Lazar mean that passing over the Dolyoy does? What does it do? Because there's a rule. When a seller is selling something to a buyer, and the buyer will acquire it, the king in Chazaka, if the seller is present then he doesn't have to tell him the words Leich Chazeik Ukni. If the seller is not present when the buyer does a Kenyan of Chazaka, that Kenyan is only valid if the seller prior to the Kenyan tells the buyer, go and acquire it. That normally you have to sell, has to tell the buyer Leich Chazeik Ukni. Go and perform an act of Chazaka. Over here, the seller was not present when the buyer made a Chazaka in the pit. However, Kivin that's the din of Rabbi Lazar. Once you gave over the cover, that is Omar And like Rashi at the end of the Amid adds, but that's not a Kenyan. In other words, you have to still make a Kenyan Chazaka. What's the Chiddush? That you don't have to say the words like Giving him over the cover means, hey, I, I'm wanting to, I'm willing to sell it to you. I'm happy for you to make a Kenyan. And if you want to make a Kenyan Chazaka, Gesundheit, make your king in Chazaka, Emir Tzashem to be continued.